Welcome to Part 2 of the Kombucha Camp Podcast with Mark McAfee of Organic Pastures. I'm Hannah Crum, the Kombucha Mama. Again, this is Part 2. If you missed Part 1, be sure to go back and have a listen. Otherwise, enjoy Part 2. Well, since I've started drinking raw milk, my nails are stronger. You know, I always had really weak nails, and now they're they're growing right. in nice and thick. And that, and I don't have the the phlegm ball in the back of my throat. And I can right. I love the taste of right. it, and it makes yeah. me feel great. And of course, you know, I've been doing the probiotics for a while now with the right. kombucha, but it's great to have all these other sources to be to be putting this stuff in your body. About four hours ago, I got a phone call from a mom. Uh, Stephanie Miller up in uh, Rancho Marietta. She has a dear friend who has a child, an eight-year-old child, who had an ongoing problem with a tick, which is basically a muscle spasm, Mm -hmm. uh, uncontrollable muscle spasm in the neck, and it was causing incredible pain. For years it was going on, couldn't sleep well, lots of of medications, uh, heavy medications, and never controlled. Doctors couldn't figure it out. Really, really bad news. Started drinking raw milk uh, two weeks ago. Within one day of drinking raw milk, the tick is gone and has not come back yet. Wow. I mean, it choked me It choked me up. It's like I couldn't have made that story up. I mean, I couldn't have connected that dot. I don't know why it happened. Mm-hmm. But somehow the gut working properly, putting the right kind of, um, you know, fats, the right kind of, um, you know, tryptophan, you know, bacteria, whatever it is, that, that hybrid of unknown mother nature <laughs> in the gut, you know, and that kid is doing great, and he's sleeping like a rock, and the pain's gone in the neck, and the mom is elated. I mean, that's the kind of stories you get when people start eating whole foods, especially these biodiverse, unprocessed whole foods, the Jamie Oliver foods, you know? It, it really cuts out the middleman. You don't have processors making money anymore. you got organic farmers making money, you got, and you got consumers that are delighted because they're getting whole nutrition. Well, and you can taste you can taste the love in food, and that's that's what I think is one of the <laughs> yes. sad things that has happened in this in this world of CAFOs is that we've lost a connection to the earth via the farmer. You know, it used mm-hmm. to be people could have this connection with the earth and they could make a living from it, and and that was really wonderful. And the soil and the probiotics that are present in that, and the grass. I mean, literally, like Joel Salatin says, and I know that you're you're moving in that direction. Is being a grass farmer is really what yeah. it's all about: capturing the energy from the sun, putting it into the grass. The grass gets eaten by the cow because we can't eat the grass, and right. then we get that solar energy through the the products that that the cow has for us. You got it. And historically, that's exactly why milk was something that was so beneficial to people that had it and they had a competitive advantage because let's say you're coming across the United States and you're going to be going for 2,000 miles. You'd have a cow tied on behind your wagon when you came. She could eat grass and create milk for you. And if you got really hungry, you could kill a cow. People don't realize that food doesn't come from a store. It comes from a farmer someplace, you know. Uh And it, it's unfortunate that the farmers that are working hard don't get paid beans now because of corporate interests that have just squeezed them out. There's been over 100 farmers, 100 organ, uh, um, conventional dairymen in the last uh, three years to commit suicide. That was uh, reported by the St. Albans Messenger in Vermont uh, back in May that 100 farmers had committed suicide that were dairymen because the prices were so low because they were so dissociated from their consumer. And my, my entire success at Organic Pastures has been based on the fact that we embrace our consumers and they embrace us, and there's nobody between us. So what is the state of raw dairy in the U.S.? I mean, I saw that Rossum was rated. That's that's here in Venice um, yeah. for selling raw products. And then I read that in Minnesota there's another place that got rated, again, for having raw yeah. products. So, Well, here's the thing. Raw dairy is regulated on a state-by-state uh, level. 
There's only six states that allow the retail sale of raw milk, and one, one of them is California. Minnesota, they don't, and Wisconsin, they don't. And they're fighting over it like crazy right now. Rossum was bringing milk in from Ohio, and they got busted by the FDA for bringing raw milk across state lines. Although there's been no charges brought against Rossum, they certainly made the whole gunslinger thing look ugly and was pretty terrible. But we do everything, quote, by the law in California, which is pretty hard to do, but that's why there's not more people doing it. But in California, raw milk is kind of a sacred food that nobody wants to touch because um, two and a half years ago, Dean Flores, oh, it was 2008, uh, Dean Flores had a big old hearing up in Sacramento. He's one of our state senators. And he, he had everybody come, but the FDA refused to show up, and CDFA, the people who regulate us, refused to show up. But 1,400 moms showed up with all the scientists and retailers, and boy, they laid it down hard. Don't mess with raw milk in California. And CDFA got the message, don't mess with raw milk. So since that date, they haven't touched us, and it's been all peace on the, on the Western front here. So that's what it is. The, the consumers need to band together and say and demand yes. these products. And you and you do it. I I can't really do it much because politically, when I scream and yell, it looks like oh Mark's gone mad. But if I've got a thousand moms, I'm not a bad guy. I'm a hero. Mm -hmm. And that's what we've got is is literally mother lions that fight for the right to have whole nutrition for their families is our advocacy and CaliforniaRawMilk.org people and the mothers that work there and fathers and families that absolutely cannot drink pasteurized milk because of lactose intolerance and find wonderful healing through raw milk and its biodiversity in the gut and everything else it does will not put up with anybody screwing around with raw milk and that protects the milk supply which is us but if I go out and become a rebel I'm kind of marginalized because I look like I'm either egocentric or self-serving with mm -hmm. mon monetary interests but if the consumers fight that's sacred territory and that's what's really good for for California so what if you're not in California? What are some of the ways people can inform themselves and, um, you know, maybe send letters to their legislators or get more actively involved in this? It's dollar voting. It's basically saying, I refuse to buy uh, things that make me sick, and you go out and you search out the food that heals you. And in, in the case of raw milk, the six states that allow raw milk to be sold is Arizona, California, Washington, Pennsylvania, uh, Connecticut, and Maine, and to a certain regard, I think, in southern South Carolina as well. But in the states that uh, you can't buy raw milk, like um, Colorado and other states, uh, there's 25 states or so that allow the, allow the on-farm sale of milk. You actually have to go uh, become friends with the farmer, um, and there's a lot of raw milk being sold on the farm. And then there's a bunch of states where you have to buy a part of a cow. And, uh, for instance, in Colorado, there's uh, 40 different cow shares that are up enrolling. There's a lot of raw milk in Colorado, but you have to buy a part of a cow, and it's been formalized and actually legalized there as a cow share program. And they've got high standards, and people are very delighted by that. And then there's only a handful of states that don't allow the retail sale or, or, or sale a, a, or purchase of raw milk at all, even on, on the farm. Hmm. So it's, it's really the dairy industry that doesn't want raw milk because it bypasses the processors, and it doesn't allow the, the processing industry to buy dirt-cheap raw milk and convert it into the, pro, the processed foods that they make so much money on. You've got to remember that that uh, Dean's Foods was um, being investigated by the, uh, the FBI for criminal activity on um, uh, you know, antitrust for the, the milk prices they've been paying to the farmers where they've been committing suicide, but at the same time having the all-time high profits for their corporate interests as processors. So there's a, there's a lot of stuff going down on this right now, and it's all about corporate interests versus individual farmers and their consumers. If we can connect back to our farmers and just take 2 or 3% of the market back. It will cause commodity markets to crumble because they are oftentimes on the, cr on the verge of crumbling anyway. They're bankrupt half the time. 
uh, full, a fully mature commodity market is not profitable. It's actually losing money sometimes. So you pull 3 or 4 or 5% away from that. It doesn't take 50%. It's a little bit by dollar voting. Uh, going to a farmer's market and buying directly from a farmer um, and, and not going to the doctor, you're going to actually change the way our culture operates over a 5- to 10-year period and, and tell people about this. You will change America a little by little, and it's, un, it's unstoppable because the, the grassroots cannot be denied. People simply just don't put their money uh, where you know, the rats are going. They're, they're putting them, their money where conscious people are flowing. Well, and, and that's uh, the other thing is change. price, you know, because you buy a gallon of your milk and it's it feels like it's through the roof compared to what you get in the store. But nutritionally, and, you know, instead of just putting a bunch of stuff that does nothing for your body that's cheap, you know, that money goes straight to the farmer. You know who you're feeding. You're engaging in yeah. a, a more close relationship. And and I think that we get a lot out of that kind of relationship as humans. Like this disconnect, I think, has left a lot of people feeling really uh, sad and depressed. I really think that's where a lot of that comes from is we don't have those same kind of connections and interactions with our community, knowing where our food comes from, being connected to our neighbors. People want to be – for all time, people have been connected to the soil, very, live very close to the soil. The soil, the animals, the the sunshine, run around half naked. You know that was the joy, that was the vitamin D, that was the the vibe of life. And now people are cloistered behind you know computers and wearing clothes and um, you know not the clothes are bad, but I'm saying they don't get any sunshine. You know I'm not suggesting nakedness all the time, but it's nice to get some sun on your body, you know, and feel the the the, the dirt under your toes and and feel somewhat akin to the mother nature. When we don't have that, we're we're on paved areas and everything's artificial around us, and I think there's a lot of dissociation, and and from that there's all kinds of illness that comes out of that too. Mental and physical. Yes. So, <laughs> well, yes. I mean, look at these people you have running around with guns shooting people up, and maybe you can't directly associate it to their diet, but maybe you can. They've been actually uh, done a lot of studies in prison uh, populations where they've changed uh, the prison population diet, not only here in the United States but in other countries, and actually the, the whole mental illness issue, emotional wellness, has changed dramatically, very, very dramatically. When those the, the prisoners are actually fed well, people started to calm down, they started studying, they started communicating better. When you feed them horribly, it's, uh, it's anarchy, and it's really crazy. So what is the future for organic pastures? Incredibly bright. And the reason it's that, it's that way is because we are completely connected to our consumers. Absolutely hooked, line, and sinker. We are in hugs and kisses with our consumers. They love us. We love them. We're being fully paid. They're being fully nourished. It's sustainable. The next generation is fully in line to take over. My son Aaron got his MBA from Fresno State. He's our operations manager. My daughter Kaylee is working full-time for us here. Um, she, in our marketing department, has a degree from Fresno State. Uh, they're, you know, making good money. They're not going to leave the farm. They're, they're going to take over and keep on going. You know, I'm only 49 years old, so there's a lot of fight left in me. I got another 50 years to go here. <laughs> so, you know, we are sustainable, multi-generation. We are green. We are clean, and we are married to our consumers. So, I hope to encourage other farmers to join in what we're doing. Uh, we're not going to feed America. We're going to feed part of California. You know. We need to have other farmers do what we're doing and emulate, and, and not just raw milk, but other things, other foods, and whole foods, because it's not just raw milk. It's all foods together working together, and raw milk being part of that, if people so chose to, to choose to drink raw milk. Um, and, and our future is very, very bright. We continue to grow. Um, we're excited. We're happy. We're healthy. We're, we're economically doing fine. So we hope to be a mentoring example for the rest of the United States to show that you can drink raw milk, and one drop's not going to kill you. In fact, gallons of it is going to heal you. Mm-hmm. That's where we're going, 
and the FDA hates my guts, and I'm proud of that fact, and I work as hard as I can to try to educate them and bring them along. I've had dialogue with their ex-commissioners, uh, Dr. David Atchison, who actually doesn't disagree with me. He just says that the political machine is so strong because of the, of the uh, processors in the dairy industry that they won't let the milk slip out of their hands because they want to have a death grip on the profits. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's just hard. The machine is so much bigger than any individual person in it and the greed of the machine. Um, but, you know, it's falling apart because the dairy industry has actually cannibalized itself. There's only a couple parts of it making any money and doing it good. It's yogurt and cheeses. The, the milk part, part is falling apart. Um, more, uh, more and more dairies are going out of business. There's less and less milk be, uh, money being made on that side of it. So they're having to reconstruct themselves, and we'll see, have to see what happens as people uh, choose not to drink milk anymore and drink raw milk or eat butter and cream and cheese uh, instead of fluid milk. Well, it seems like lots of people are lactose intolerant these days. You know, That's everyone's right. on the lactate, and they've got the, all the things to help them digest the milk, or they just let's, avoid it altogether. Let's relabel lactose intolerance. Call it pasteurization intolerance, because there's a, a new study coming out from from um, Stanford University. It'll be out in another three three weeks, I believe. It should be mid October. Um, that's talking about that. They studied a bunch of people and said, "Hey, listen." <laughs> You drink raw milk, you don't have lactose intolerance. You drink pasteurized milk, my God, look at what happens here. You, you get gas cramps and all kinds of digestive problems. That whole foods with their enzymes and probiotic bacteria create the lactase enzyme for you. There's very few babies that reject their own mother's milk. Mm. And that's the bottom line, the fact that we are engineered to drink raw milk if you're going to drink milk and not pasteurized milk. Pasteurized milk has all kinds of allergens and uh, lactose intolerance and maldigestion problems associated with it. And uh, unless you culture it, you add bacteria back into it like you do with cheese or yogurt, it's a troublesome food for humans. So pasteurization so, intolerance, that's the new term, huh? That's the new term. That's the new term. People in the raw milk movement talk about that all the time. But generally speaking, and I say with every race, I don't care who you are, that the pasteurization commercial industrial paradigm has blamed people for individual defects in their inability to, to digest pasteurized milk. They said the Asians have a problem. They said the black people mm-hmm. have a problem. When in fact, I don't know anybody in any of those races has a problem drinking raw milk. It's a problem with their processing, not them. Mm-hmm. So I think the guilt can be left lifted. That the fact that maybe those people with the smartest gut that says, "Hey, listen, this is fake. I can't eat fake crap. I need the real stuff." The body knows. <laughs> yeah, the body knows. Yeah, the body... you don't have to be a genius to figure it out. I mean, you just start drinking the raw milk, consuming the raw cheese, drinking kombucha. Uh, kefir, yeah. yogurt, any of these probiotic products, fermented. you add them, fermented, right, fermented. you raw, add them and yeah. your body reacts in a way that it, it responds well to it. And I think that that's really where people get a lot of these kind of energy lifts and, and they're digesting yes. better and they're sleeping better. It It's all yes. of it's working. Now the system is working, whereas before it yes. was gummed up. You got it. That's exactly right. So let's say I want to get involved and learn more about raw milk. What are some ways that I can find out about what's going on either in the dairy or, of, or probiotics? A couple of uh, key websites. OrganicPastures.com hits a million hits a month there. WestonAPrice.org. Weston, A-S-W-E-S-T-O-N-A, Price, P-R-I-C-E dot org. Huge, huge organization of people across the United States that are involved with raw milk and other whole foods and kind of the whole activists' um, freedom of, of, of eating, freedom to eat kind of thing. CaliforniaRawMilk.org. Uh, it's a wonderful website with all the moms that basically got together that's not pro any particular brand of raw milk. Talking about the stories about raw milk and healing and their kids and all that stuff, which is just, it's heartfelt. I mean, you leave that website, you start to choke up. It's just incredible what the stories are there. Um, RealMilk.com, which is 
a wonderful research science-based website at realmilk.com. They've done a great job of actually investigating what's in raw milk, what's not in pasteurized milk, and looking at the historical stuff and giving a real good parameter on just the legal, the, the whole uh, uh, medical and, and, and physiological and biological context of what milk is all about. Those are just some starters, um, but it's a whole wormhole. You get into it, and there's a whole new world, you know, <laughs> of whole food. It, it's really incredible. Like Alice, you come out on the other side. Drink me. Yeah. yeah. So how, how do people find your products? Where can we get some organic pastures, milk, yeah. cheese? Well, in California, there's 400 stores that carry it. If you go to organicpastures.com, on our website, in the front right, on our homepage, in the right top corner, there's actually a little zip code locator. You put in your zip code, and it tells you the 10 closest stores to your home. Um, but stores like Molly Stone and Lenardi's, and you're down in L.A., the Co-Opportunity, Air One, um, Jimbo's, Henry's, Mother's Markets, Sprouts Markets, all the, like, uh, Co-Opportunity, Long Beach Co-op. There, there's stores all over the place, plus Mom and Pops, like Vitamin City and others. There's a lot of stores, PC Greens. Um, and how about uh, the Farmer's Markets? Yes, there's Farmer's Markets, the Torrance Farmer's Markets, the uh, um, Hollywood um, uh, Farmer's Market, uh, Venice Market, Mar- Farmer's Market down in Santa Monica, up in Northern California, there's Cupertino, Danville, um, Saratoga, Marin Farmers Market, uh, all over the place. There's 17 farmers markets. So our website's got all that information there, and uh, the, the price points are cheapest at the farmers market, and the products are also the freshest. Remember that raw milk is on its way to become yogurt. It's a living <laughs> food. It has a short shelf life, and the most people around the world drink raw milk as a fermented milk and they don't have refrigeration. So if you want to have your milk fresh and delicious, which is absolutely scrumptious when it's fresh, is make sure you know when the truck delivers to the store and buy it that day or the next and take it home and drink it the next four or five days, mm-hmm. and you'll be delighted. But if you get milk that's 10 days old, it'll be a little sour. Yeah. And it's not injurious to you. It's not dangerous, but it's no longer fresh. And what you need to do with that milk is pour it into a glass jar, leave it on the counter, and put some yogurt into it, and then drink that two or three days later as a smoothie. Put it into a blender and add bananas and berries and honey and make it into a phenomenal yogurt uh, smoothie, and it's very, very good. So even when it starts to turn sour, you don't have to throw it away. It's not bad. It just is now moving to the next stage of the process. You got it. So let's say I can't get to the farmer's market or the store and I'm in California. Is there another way I can get your product? Uh, You can join a buyer's club. We've got 50 buyer's clubs in California where moms have gotten together and said, hey, I want my milk cheaper, and our truck drops by one of their homes and drops off two, three dollars $300 of product every week. That's another way to do it. You can join a buyer's club by calling us here at Organic Pastures and finding out if there's one near you. Um, you could UPS deliver it overnight, which is kind of expensive, but you could do that. Other than that, uh, get your own cow. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciated hearing all about probiotics, and uh, we'll talk to you again real soon. Thank you for calling, and it's so good to hear somebody on the other end of the line that's getting it and understanding it. It's awesome, so keep up the good work. Thanks for listening to Part 2 of the Kombucha Camp Podcast with Mark McAfee of Organic Pastures Farms. Again, that was Part 2, so if you missed Part 1, do check it out on iTunes or at the blog, kombuchacamp.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the Kombucha Camp Podcast on iTunes. For more tips and information on kombucha, check out kombuchacamp.com or our YouTube channel, backslash kombuchacamp. That's camp with a K. Thanks for listening.